All new KM 107.5, hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show here on Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And uh, each Friday, Rick, these are the fine people that are the reason we're here. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza and Raging Cajun Seasonings and Foods. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, the number is 337-367-1240. You can also listen to uh, the show online at www.kane1240.com. Anywhere in the world, mind you. And uh, if you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play Kane 1240. You can also listen to Kane on any accessible internet device. We're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And, Rick, as always, freshwater, saltwater fishing. What are you hearing, my man? Tony, I've been hearing good things about uh, both sides of fishing. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, around uh, the point, they're still catching a lot of specks right there, right in right in the cove, you know, right, right in the bay. And... Uh, uh, fresh water, the water's fixing to bump up a little bit. We went last weekend, and we did very well. And uh, I, I guess a little cool snap, you know, with the, with the north wind has, has perked the fish up, Tony, but it's, it's been good. Yeah, and with that, speaking of uh, perking the fish up, uh, the river stage at Butler Rose has come up a few feet and looked like it's going to maybe uh, finally, uh, as you know, they drained Henderson <laughs> Swamp, uh, or I should say, and uh, – they, uh, boy, you could see uh, all the, as I was mentioning to you off the air, how all the lilies now start to move out of the bayou tish and all. Right. But the water, uh, as of this morning at 6 o'clock, was 3.36 uh, feet, which is a little better than it was uh, a few weeks ago. It gotten down to two foot yep. in, in yes, that Butler Rose area. So uh, hopefully uh, in the next uh, 10 to 12 days, we're looking at uh, a little something, a little over four and a half feet, maybe five. So uh, uh, starting to get the uh, get to back to a nice level too. Is uh, sure don't want to hit those mud flats <clears throat> no, uh, in your boat. Yeah. No, we talked about that for a few weeks, Rick. So uh, yes, sir. With that, anyway, with um, you mentioned uh, again that uh, <coughs> you went out fishing. Uh, what was it last uh, Sunday? Yeah, we went, Sunday we uh, put down Tony at uh, Miet Point. Uh, fished a couple spots around there, and we went a little further towards Benoit, but we had a, a real good trip. Caught a lot of fish, not not no real big fish. The biggest ones, we had probably three or four of them, a little over three pounds. We, we let those go, and uh, we just had a good trip and uh, catching a lot of them on spinner baits, Tony. Uh, just you got to, you know, the, the water's cooled down just a little bit, so you just got to slow down just a little bit, and but uh, we, we had a very good trip. And uh, with that, too, as you mentioned, uh, catching some nice specks out in the cove up That's in that area, you know, yep. uh, right off of Quintana Landing. So, uh, yep. anyway, interesting. Of course, uh, this time of the year, they, they, you know, the specks start running again, too, uh, with that. And yeah, uh, these fronts come in. That's right. So, uh, good to see. And, uh, you know, for a while, it was pretty barren, you know, Rick. And hopefully some of those new rules with the uh, commercial fishing uh, units. Will help out. That's right, where they have to stay off a good mile or whatever. And uh, you know as well as I do, and we've mentioned on this show many times, that uh, 
those pogies, man, the spectrotrox uh, filet mignon. That's their main staple. Yep. That's right, you know, so uh, eating on those fish. So uh, good to see. Hopefully we can see it come back a little bit. That'd be really nice, too. And speaking of uh, uh, catches, uh, the private, uh, finally we get it uh, at least not after the show or during the show, the Louisiana Private Recreational Red Snapper Landing Estimates. Uh, Anyway, um, the limit through October the 22nd, uh, the real-time landings uh, data collection was 819,365 pounds, or about uh, not quite 88% of Louisiana's annual private recreational allocation of 934,000 pounds. So uh, we're getting close, uh, a little over 100,000 pounds away from it, uh, to be exact, about 105,000 pounds. So... uh, and you got to remember, they're catching uh, from the 22nd till today. Uh, you wonder what uh, that number is going to be. So it's getting close. We thought maybe we could make it to the end of the year, but it doesn't look that way right now. I, no. I think it's going to hit that probably sometime in the next uh, week or two. Uh, but uh, it's starting to climb a little bit. So uh, we'll see how that all comes into play. And of course, uh, way back in July, you allowed uh, July 17th, they allowed to catch four of the snapper uh in that regard so also don't forget got to have that daily creel uh recreational mm-hmm. offshore uh, landing permit they're free but uh you got to apply for it and get it so uh in the meantime good to see uh the weather's going to be nice uh, i think this weekend too the coldness with that we right. experienced the last few days it's going to warm up a little bit i think the high today is somewhere in the mid to high 70s so uh should have a pretty day today here in uh, uh, the New Iberia area. So uh, with that, anyway, you know, we talk a lot about, Rick, uh, fishing terms and all that. Uh, you know, we're talking about overfished, overfishing, target levels, spawning yep. stocks, biomass, recovery. Uh, I just want to have our listeners, uh, we speak a lot about that, and I want to maybe just give the quickly uh, go through the defining fishing terms. And when we talk about uh, the overfish, the size of the spawning population is below the minimum level established for the stock in action needed to rebuild the population to or above the target level that uh, species to sustain a healthy population. Simply stated, there are not enough spawning-sized fish to sustain a stock above the minimum level for established for the species, as, as we all know. So uh, that's basically when we're overfishing something uh, or overfished something. Meanwhile, overfishing is the fish mortality rates are too high to maintain a healthy stock size. Mortality is more than fishermen catching and keeping fish. Predation and natural mortality are factors, uh, too, but the catch rates uh, can be controlled. So uh, that's one thing right now that, you know, when overfishing, it's, uh, it's the, the rate the fish can't keep its uh, stock up. So right. in the meantime, target level, the goal, which in terms of spawning stock biomass, which will allow uh, a species to reach a mature and healthy population capable of sustaining its level. So uh, that, you know, you like to see that, too, where uh, uh, the spawning of the fish are maintained uh, and they're not just... Uh, uh, they reach a maturity. I know that, that's some talk right now yeah. with the redfish, as we're, we've alluded to in the past couple of shows. Anyway, spawning stock biomass, that's the total weight of the individual fish in species population, typically adult females are capable of reproduction, which is really important for the fishing in this area, too. Yes, Rick. Yep. Anyway, a recovery period, that's the period marine biologists estimated will take a species stock to reach the target level. This can be accomplished by controlling size and catch limits, which we're going to talk about in a little bit with uh, regards to the speckled trout and the redfish. 
shafts. They did that, Tony, right after the storm. Andrew in the lake, you had to be a certain size. And then at one time, uh, I think I'm telling you right, you couldn't keep any fish like for a year. I mean, it just decimated the lake. Yeah, know? well, the, the the floating fish, as they say, with the right. oxygen pulled out the water. And Andrew, 30 years ago, right. was something to behold. And it wasn't long. It, it bounced back. You know? Yeah, it did. Oh, yeah. It did, but it took a while, though. It yep. took a while. That's right. Anyway, escaping is a term biologists use for mature fish uh, entering the breeding period uh, to populate that species. So for speckled trout, it takes about a year. So for redfish, it takes about five years. So a lot of people don't know that uh, with that. And speaking of speckled trout, too, uh, Rick, with that, uh, the speckled trout uh, uh, main targets, and uh, we just talked about that in the definition term, uh, the uh, targets in the next few weeks. And if uh, state legislators don't take action, then in a little more than three weeks, Louisiana's coastal fishermen will be facing a new speckled trout size and daily creel limits. The daily take will be limited to 15 fish measuring between uh, 13 and 20 inches long with an allowance to keep two longer than 20 inches. So here we go. Okay. And uh, we've always said uh, we'd like to see the, the specs uh, kind of be rejuvenated a little bit, especially uh, in the Cove area right off Quintana Landing and other areas where you don't have to go all the way out to Marshall Island. You know, some of these smaller boats, you know, a, a larger boat, yeah, we can understand, but uh, some of these small Joe boats and small engines, you know, the fish there in the Cove, the trash pile up in those areas. So uh, that would be really nice. So and that that's when the new regulations become effective, basically. So, uh Anyway, we're going to see uh, a date falls on a Monday of Thanksgiving week, so uh, November the 20th, I think. So that's going to be when the publication comes out. And the target for the reductions came four years ago when the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries lead biologist called for a 20% reduction in the overall trout take, a move up to help the species recover to a healthy reproductive uh, stock within five years. So uh, anyway, it's been uh, kind of interesting with the speckled trout and Believe it or not, that's my favorite fish to eat. Uh, I know a lot of people may be bass or brim or, or whatever the case may be, uh, catfish. But uh, with me, speckled trout, a good grilled speckled trout, uh, I'm not going anywhere. But yeah. uh, That's what I like, Tony, is that bass with the lemon pepper. Yeah, yeah. You oh, grill yeah. It. Oh, man, it's I good. hear you. Yeah. I hear you. Yes, sir. Anyway, we've been basically below the 4.3 million pounds. We're hovering around 2.5 million pounds. So, uh I uh, hope to see that uh, move up a little bit too, Rick. Uh, that would be nice to see. Like I can remember as a youngster, man, people, uh, you could use a cast net to catch speckled trout. Yeah. I mean, that's how the schools were just massive back then. And uh, uh, a lot of good eating uh, back then in the day. But uh, hopefully one day we can see that. Anyway, with regard to the redfish now, uh, anyway, uh, on another recent bombshell from the recreational fishing came earlier this year when uh, the biologists and their staff called for reductions in the catch of redfish, Louisiana's only saltwater game fish species. And uh, it's because there's a tendency among certain commission members to fuse the two species together. That's a speckled trout in the redfish. Uh, and not to take into account a trout's seven- to eight-year lifespan. You know, speckled trout don't live that long. A redfish? Man, they're talking about redfish living up to 50 years. Really? That's right. I, that's something I, I didn't, didn't realize that. that either. Yeah. And uh, the speckled trout, I can understand. Because, you know, if you catch a six, seven-pound speckled trout, man, I, man, that's a big fish for a speckled trout. Yeah. But a redfish, you know, uh, those redfish, 15, 20 pounds, you see those a lot. And even with the, the, the smaller redfish, at 8, 10 pounds. So, uh, anyway... 
it's because there was a tendency, uh, you know, today's redfish uh, regulations allow five fish daily. The take is 16 to 27 inches long, with one keeper measuring more than 27 inches long. The August proposal was to move the slot limit from 17 to 27 inches with a four-fish daily take and eliminate the ability uh, to keep one redfish over 27 inches. The 30-year recovery was too long to suit the seven-member commission, and the plan approved for the 18 to 24-inch slot. Three-fish uh, daily take, uh, no keepers, measuring more than 24 inches, and a charter skippers and crew uh, could not uh, retain redfish. So uh, a lot of rules coming into place. Yeah. And if, and if new, this new proposal of 18- to 24-inch plan passes the legislature, Natural Resource Committee's oversight uh, will be published on December 20th in the state register, and uh, the biologist said likely will go into effect beginning of the year 2024. So uh, yeah. a lot going on in the Changes fishing world. That's right. Right. Yeah. Hopefully those are all good things, too, Rick, in that regard uh, with the changes on, on uh, the speckled trout and on the redfish. Uh, but uh, anyway, it's just uh, we've got some more time to look at it. Uh, and like I said, if uh, the legislator doesn't come back and go into uh, recall, uh, these lo- these changes will be laws. So, But I think the 15-fish uh, trout limit is pretty good. Uh, redfish, I don't catch a, a fish for a lot of redfish, so... Uh, uh, we'll see how that'll take place too. Uh, I know Antonio, that- just make it a better fishery. You know, once uh, no, a lot of guys are gonna be upset. But like you said, once you get an X amount of fish in a boat, you know, and you split it up, I mean, that's that, that's a lot of a lot of fillets. You know, that, that is it. And really, the, is. the other fish that have chance to grow, they'll spawn. It'd just be totally better for the fishery. You know. Yeah, and I know you're a big proponent of uh, if you catch a nice fish, throw it back. You yeah. know. Uh, and uh, keep that uh, going. And, but yet, I know you've got a few friends that uh, whatever they catch, they, they bring it home, you that's know, right. uh, yeah, no matter what the size is or yeah. what, the, what the male or female fish, uh, uh, right. just uh, we're we we coming yeah. home with yeah, it. You need to keep your reproduction going, you yeah, know. But I mean, you, yeah, but you're allowed uh, 10, 10 uh, bass, you yeah. know, uh, and, yeah. uh, you know, if you catch some nice bass, two, three, four pounds, right. man, that, that, I mean – what more could you want? There's a few lakes know? in the state right now. It escapes me, Tony, but uh, it's eight, you know. Okay. Some of them's eight, eight oh, fish. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, you know, over in Cameron Parish for years, it was a 15-limit speckled trout yeah. off of Cameron Parish, and now the state looks like it's going to be whole with that. So, right. uh, yes, sir. So uh, going to be pretty interesting. Uh, quickly, uh, we've got about five or six minutes before our next break. We're getting to a little hunting season. I've got a few things. Uh, of course, uh, with that, uh, with the hunting season, the Ducks Unlimited chapter uh, had that big banquet. Uh, was not last night, but last Thursday night, and uh, it was highly successful, from what I'm understanding. Talking to people uh, with that, it was held on October the 26th at the Isle of uh, Iberia Resort. So, uh, anyway, the chairman saw they saw 125 uh, people there attend that event. Uh, over uh, at the Isle of uh, uh, Iberia. So, uh, and young and old, uh, the the big thing that we're trying to do was encourage newer members and newer people who people like to maybe duck hunt but just never attended uh, the meeting and all in the chapter, gained some extra sponsors, and the turnout doubled of last year. So, uh, uh, you know, with their sponsorships, uh, the New Iberia chapter of Ducks Unlimited raised s- over $65,000 based on some Early reports that uh, they heard, and uh, major donors contributed $26,000 
Rifle sales generated another almost 10000 A live auction brought in almost 25000 And the silent auction uh, brought in about $4,500. So the lion's share of praise to the community outdoorsmen and women, who uh, many who are getting ready for the major duck hunting season uh, that begins on the 11th in the West Zone. That's where we are, and we are a hand uh, to enjoy uh, a lot of that. So it was an interesting night that night, Rick. And uh, some of the uh, garnering high bid for the prize auction items with Tom Brown and uh, David Bro. Uh, they spent uh, on the DU shotgun in the year. Of course, uh, David Bro also spent another uh, nice sum of money for the handgun of the year, along with uh, the rifle of the year. Uh, other people can email uh, the DU de- uh, d- uh, decoy of the year, PR Burke. Uh, put up uh, some money for the uh, chairman's role of uh, honor gun of the year. So uh, I know uh, one of our uh, sponsors uh, for uh, some of our shows, uh, uh, Swing Insurance, Armand Swing was the MC that night. Yeah. And he uh, was a silver sponsor of that uh, Ducks Unlimited chapter and later served as a DU Ducks Unlimited state chairman in, oh, about 10, 10 12, maybe 13 years ago. Uh, also, uh, a little tip of the cap went to Shannon, Dr. Shannon Gonsland, who recruited major donors. Jennifer Whitemore, who was the uh, check-in table lady handing the big turnout, so along with Chet Swing, uh, Robert Doré, and others. So uh, just, uh, of course, Gordy White, you know, I think started this uh, Ducks Unlimited chapter way back when. I think so, too. And yeah. he was, uh, he's been around for 40-plus years, uh, being yeah. the anchor and the saving grace in right. this chapter. So, uh Anyway, uh, just a lot of great time uh, oh, with yeah. those people out there at the <clears throat> Ducks Unlimited and, yeah. you know, raising those kind of funds. And I want to say the uh, uh, Generette had their Ducks Unlimited uh, uh, banquet. So it was it, last week. Yeah, last or week. was it last night even? Uh, it might have been this week or maybe coming up this week. Um, uh, I'm trying to remember the date of the Generette chapter. Yeah. Uh, I don't can't recall. I remember seeing a, a press release on it, but uh, – it's if it wasn't this week, it was going to be maybe in the next. Uh, yeah, it last was night. last night. Okay. I got a call out. Right. It was last night over in Generate. Hopefully, we can report a little bit on that. So, uh, yep. uh, the Ducks Unlimited chapter all around the country uh, doing a great job uh, uh, with that. But 125 people showing up uh, out there at the Isle Resort. That's a nice crowd too. I can oh, yeah. remember going to the Marsh House out at uh, Avery Island when it was held out there back in some of the days. Uh, They'd have a good crowd, but it wasn't anywhere near 125 no. people. Maybe a yeah, good 60, a good, 75 people uh, would crowd. show up. And, of course, a great meal and uh, a lot going on that night uh, with that. Uh, so uh, with Ducks Unlimited, the chapter uh, here in the area. So um, hopefully uh, they can keep it up. And it all leads to good purpose, too, in that regard, too, Rick. You, yep. you and right. I both know that uh, with that Ducks Unlimited uh, banquet. Just quickly in, uh, in that, uh, of course, duck hunting season, deer hunting season right around the corner uh, with that. So uh, we'll see how that's all going to come through. Of course, uh, November 11th, a big date in the West Zone was going to kick off. So uh, that's going to be interesting. So for deer and primitive firearms uh, in some areas, one, four, five, six, and 9. I, I got a map of that, that that we'll go over maybe in the next few minutes. But uh, let's go ahead and take our first break here on Cane uh, uh, Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. We'll be back uh, with more hunting uh, news and some big news coming down the pipe uh, the, in December for something uh, Louisiana hadn't had an opportunity to do in uh, many years. But in the meantime, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. You're listening to Kane Radio uh, Fishing and Hunting Show here on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. 
Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. Discover Ragin Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning, and Ragin Cajun Foods' delicious lines of seasoned red beans, white beans, black-eyed peas, sweet jalapeno relish, Ragin Cajun roux, rice dressing, gumbo, jambalaya, etouffee, shrimp and grits, seafood bisque, and the new Ragin Cajun stovetop shrimp oil, gator rub, and sizzling steak seasoning. Ragin Cajun, the original recipes have been handcrafted here in Acadiana since 1985. Folks, ask them for that Ragin Cajun. Save ball. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511. License number 6286. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlow inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Cane Row, and Sugar Rope. So let's make a tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Cane. Stream us live on Cane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 1075, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. Uh, Tony Landry along with Ricky Watkins. Uh, kind of wrap up a little bit more uh, with Ducks Unlimited, the uh, Unlimited Diamond Sponsor in perpetuity, uh, the Ducks Unlimited uh, uh, the Mexico and the Ducks Unlimited Grand Slam. So, uh, anyway, P.R. Burke and his wife, Margaret, have been integral uh, uh, members of the local chapter since its start way back in the 70s. P.R., president, chairman, and the Vermilion Corp was uh, instrumental in acquiring, you ready, a half a million dollars from ExxonMobil last year for the Bayou Shins Project in Vermilion Parish. Uh, hats off to him uh, with that uh, for PR. I've known PR most of all my life as we grew up uh, in the neighborhood uh, with that. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, Jason Broussard uh, also headed up the cooking team, which included uh, Greg Mullen, a uh, gold sponsor, along with uh, Gonsland, a bronze sponsor for the umpteen time, and banquet uh, gores, dindo, and chicken, pork, and sausage, jambalaya, smothered green beans, coleslaw bread, taste uh, uh, bud tanning desserts, so prepared by Margaret Burke. So hats off to uh, them, and uh, great chapter. Great to see them keep it going here uh, in the area with uh, with the Ducks Unlimited crowd. 
Meanwhile, of course, the hunting season's cranking up. I uh, want to remind folks, too, that uh, Louisiana Wildlife and uh, Fisheries reminds the waterfowl hunters of uh, the new model duck hunting regulations for the 2023-24 season. And Wildlife and Fisheries would like to remind waterfowl hunters that the harvest of model ducks is prohibited in the first 15 days of the regular duck season in both the east and the west zones. You remember years, a few years back, we had three zones. We had the coastal zone, the east zone, and the west zone. Now it's just east-west uh, zones. And of course, uh, in the final 45 days of the season, the daily bag limit is one. So waterfall hunting begins uh, November 11th in the west zone, November 18th in the east zones, and November 26th would be the first day in which the model duck could be harvested in the west zone. December 3rd in the east zone, model ducks uh, may not be harvested during the special youth and veteran hunting days that are held uh, before the beginning of the duck season in both zones in the West zone use and the veterans only days will be Saturday and Sunday. That's uh, this weekend, November 4th and 5th. In the east zone, the youth and veteran days only will be uh, November 11th. And February 3rd, uh, the youth and veteran hunters will be able to harvest one model duck on February the uh, 3rd in the east zone. In the west Gulf Coast zone, a population of model ducks has shown to be on a 65% decline. And that's uh, why probably this was instituted since 2009 in Louisiana, resulting in the recommendation to reduce the harvest of the species in the Mississippi Flyway by 50%. Anyway, you want to get more information, you need to go back to the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website, and you can pull up the information in the brochure about that. Or if you want to contact the Waterfowl Program Manager, you can do that also. Anyway, for complete 20 to 23, uh, 24 hunting regulations, uh, you need to go to the website and look that up too, Rick. And uh, most important, and as you all know, uh, a lot of duck hunters here in this area and all for that, and uh, we'll see how uh, that's going to come along. Meanwhile, um, of course, deer season uh, is here uh, with that. And I uh, want to remind folks about the, uh, the uh, uh, chronic wasting disease, too. Uh, you know, we've mentioned that for the last few weeks. And uh, up there in, uh, I guess, the northeast part of the state along the river, uh, up there, uh, the response team has added drop-off, additional drop-off locations to get a better handle on it. And if uh, the... CWD has spread from Tinsaw Parish. That's a hot zone up there where you're near by a dozen uh, uh, CWD-infected deer have been found during the past 20 months or so. So uh, just want to remind hunters, if you're up in that area, the Tinsaw, Madison, uh, those areas up there in the state right there uh, contiguous to the river. Of course, across the river uh, where some of the deer may be swimming uh, possibly. But sad to say we see this uh, with the deer up in that part of the country. And uh, they're trying to get a handle on it to see if it uh, keep it from spreading too. And, uh, you know, the working with wildlife management uh, uh, managers from Mississippi, the new control zones implemented uh, bans on baiting, feeding, and the use of salt licks so deer do not congregate and risk further spread of that disease. So uh, there are other rules, some of which have uh, been in effect for 10 or more years. Chief among them is the ban on bringing back full heads and spines of deer and other cervids, elk, mule, deer, etc., from the CWD-affected areas. So uh, the, the vet of the state, Dr. LaCour, is always pointing that he speaks of the CWD's potential danger and his warning repeated many times, 
that the CWD is a neurodegenerative disease of white-tailed deer and other members of the deer family. The disease is infectious, always fatal, and has no known treatment. The disease can be transmitted from live deer, deer carcasses, other environmental uh, sources such as plants or soil contaminated from the exposure of the CWD, uh, positive deer or deer carcasses. So hmm. that's just something, Rick, yep. they're trying to keep under control. You know, we've had an issue here uh, beginning in the 20 months or so yep. with the infected deer here and uh, hopefully to keep it uh, targeted in a certain area. And um, uh, my knowledge of how deer navigate and move around up mm-hmm. in the forest up there in uh, North Louisiana, I'm not real familiar with them. So uh, how they do that, uh, whether they stay in an area or they uh, basically move around, uh, I'm not real educated in that regard how deer no sh- moves around in that part of Louisiana. So uh, yes, sir. interesting where they're just trying to keep it under wraps here uh, in the state of Louisiana. Yeah. So in the meantime, uh, here's the kind of breaking news, too. Louisiana has a new black bear hunting season. And what to know about it, I'm limited on that uh, with that, but the Louisiana Wildlife Fisheries Commission will hold a black bear hunting season uh, in December of 2024 in northeast Louisiana. And officials say the season would begin on December 7th in 2024 and run through December 22nd, uh, the same year, the 24. Hunts will be restricted to properly licensed Louisiana residents by lottery. And it will be confined to a bear management area four, and they have a map out for that, which includes Tinsaw, Madison, East Carroll, West Carroll. So that's way up there in mm-hmm. the corner, uh, northeast corner of the state. Yep. Uh, other parishes to be included, but portions of, not the entire parish, are Richland, Franklin, and Catahoula parishes. Anyway, uh, some of the restrictions, and it's going to be highly restricted, too. Mm-hmm. Cubs, females with cubs and bears equal to or less than 75 pounds will not uh, be legal to hunt. And according to the notice of intent, the number of bear harvest permits issued will be determined based on the bear area, specific population estimates, and the vital rate data acquired at regular intervals. And all eligible hunters will be required to attend the Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Bear Hunter Training Course in that regard. So they got to put a lot okay. of restrictions on it. Oh, yeah. And, but, you know, we've had some issues <clears throat> down here with bears. But I guess up in North Louisiana, it's more of a nuisance and uh, the bear population. Yeah. Uh, and they haven't been hunted. Uh, I think what? they're talking about taking 10 bears, Tony. Tony. Yeah, I think, I think yeah. you're right about that. I did see something about that. It's, but they have a site on it. Yeah, yeah and uh, it it's, it's going to be very limited uh, yeah. in all. Uh, like you say you got to go to that class. Oh, yeah. yes, if well, you're yeah. able to uh, require, right. you know, acquire a, uh, some type of uh, permit, a license to shoot bears uh, up in northeast Louisiana. And it's restrained to so many parishes. Right. Not sure how they got that data, what was used to acquire it, but uh, I guess the bear population is uh, just getting, uh, I guess, bad bear hunting. Uh, was very popular back in the early 20th century Way back, yeah. as uh, f- the President Theodore Roosevelt came to Louisiana and hunted a bear. But, yeah. you know, the story said that he basically they went out and found a bear and it tied it to a tree so he could shoot it. And he well, said, no, nah, I'm not doing that. No. And the popula- popular teddy bear came around, and that's where it began here in the state of Louisiana when Theodore Roosevelt came down here to hunt 
uh, back in. Uh, of course, we got the Roosevelt Preserve uh, along Highway 82. Yes, sir. Uh, out there in Cameron Parish and part of a million. Anyway, the ironic thing about this, uh, there's a reward out for information about a shot black bear in West Feliciana Parish. $6,000 reward. I heard about that. And uh, yeah. the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries announced that, to- uh, that a reward would lead to the arrest about a Louisiana black bear that was found fatally gunshot uh, wound in West Feliciana Parish. That was back early, uh, last month, early last month, October 7th. The agents and biologists responded to a report of a dead male black bear uh, near St. Francisville after finding the deceased bear. Uh, the uh, uh, necro- necropathy was uh, performed and was determined the bear would perish because of a gunshot wound from a rifle. Anyone with information regarding that illegal killing is called the Louisiana Operation Game Thief. Theft hotline uh, at 1-800-442-2511, and it can use the TIP program, a 411, uh, TIP 411 program. Citizens can uh, actually text the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, and their TIP uh, with that to download that. Uh, you need to have an iPhone or an Android in the Apple App Store and Google Play. Anyway, anyone with information, contact uh, the captain. Anyway, they're offering the Humane Society of the United States is offering 2500 The Safari Club International of Acadiana Chapter, another 2500 uh, And uh, the Louisiana Operation Game Thief is offering 1000 for the total of the $6,000 reward. Uh, anyway, taking a bear during closed season brings a fine of 900 to $950. Uh, up to 120 days in jail. Anyone found guilty of shooting the black bear may be also face civil restitution for the replacement value in the legally taken black bear, totaling ten thousand yeah. dollars. You know, Tony, I think most black bears, uh, you know, they're, they're scarce of, of humans, and I think they'll run away. So, you know, I mean, why why take a chance? And like you said, that's ten grand if you get caught. You know, oh yeah, and and, it's not uh, worth it. It's not I worth agree. It. A black bear, he's more afraid of you than you are of him. Yeah, and uh, they will hightail it from you. That's for darn sure. Uh, with that, and here I got a map of the bear, so you can see that uh, you go to Channel One. Yeah, <laughs> you know, you can see that uh, outline there in uh, Olive. Right. Uh, that where you can hunt a black bear. Be and, the season. Uh, yeah. yeah. Pretty much again, all against the contiguous against the uh, Mississippi River, north of uh, of Alls Parish. All the way up to uh, the Arkansas-Mississippi Arkansas line, line, so yeah. where Mississippi is. <clears throat> so interesting yep. for that matter. Anyway, tides for today here for uh, Friday, uh, the 3rd of November. Sun rose at uh, 722. Uh, this morning, sunset will be at 620 in the high and low tide chart. The only low tide of the day uh, will be at 218 this afternoon. Tomorrow, Saturday, the 4th, uh, the sun will rise in southwest past Vermilion Bay at 723, and sunset will be at 619. In the high and low chart, we can see that the high tide will be at uh, uh, 1, 11, 11 a.m., and uh, the low tide will be at 325 p.m. That's Saturday afternoon. Sunday, the 5th, don't forget, folks, you got to fall back. And the sunrise. Yeah, already, huh? That's yeah. right. The sunrise is going to be at six twenty-four tomorrow morning. Got to dial those uh, uh, clocks back an, an hour. And sunset will be at five eighteen. So uh, sun will be coming down awful quick. Quick. Yep. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the high tide will be at twelve fifty-three a.m. and the low tide will be at three thirty-eight p.m. The average water temperature in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay, a little warm, I think, here at <laughs> seventy-five degrees for that matter, uh, uh, Rick. 
uh, with uh, the temperature out there in Southwest Pass. In the meantime, Rick, uh, we got to thank these people each Friday. They're the reason we're here. Yes, sir. Alamo Hydraulics, Doyle's Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasonings and Foods. And our motto is always, Kids that hunt and fish, don't steal and deal.